Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Remember by Ram Golda, and today Mesechus Gidden Daf Ramad Ches, the fourth parak Hashalech. The Zichud Mesechus Gidden program has been generously sponsored by Zichud Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three daps we're going to focus on number one on the previous daf. The Gemara said the captors take ownership of their captives' labor and can sell them. Rishlakish provides the source. The Torah says Mehem Tiknu from among them, referring to the people of Canaan, you may acquire slaves, which teaches Atem Koni Mehem, you may acquire one of them, Lahem Koni Mehem, but they cannot acquire one of you as a slave, Lahem Koni Mize, nor can they acquire one another as a slave. Although they cannot acquire each other's body as ordinary property, they can acquire their labor based on the Kavach Homer. An idolater can even acquire a Jew for his labor, as taught in Kedushin Dafchaf Amadalov, so certainly can acquire another idolater. Although this only proves they can be purchased with money and not through chazaka, such as capture, Rapapa says, Amun Moav Sichon, the lands of Amun and Moav were purified by Sichon. Although the Jews were forbidden from conquering the lands of Ammon and Moab, once they were taken by Sichon, the Jews could then conquer it from him, proving that he acquired those lands. Finally, the Gemara proves that an idolater can even acquire a Jew, meaning a Jew slave who has partial Jewish status, from the falling Pasuk, and the Kanani king took of them captives, indicating they were owned as his captives. Point number two, the Gemara relates that there was a slave woman in Pumbedisa with whom men were sinning. Abai said, if not for Rabbi Yehuda saying in the name of Shmuel, anyone who frees a slave transgresses a positive commandment of, you shall work them forever, I would force her master to free her, so she could marry a Jew who would guard her. Ravina said that Rabbi Yehuda would agree to free her in this case, Mishum said the Isur, because of the matter of prohibitions transgressed. Abai, who forbids freeing a slave even to prevent transgressions, is challenged from an incident about a woman who was half-slave and half-free, whose master was compelled to fear because people were sinning with her. The Gemara answers that in the case of the half-slave woman, she could not marry anyone, neither slave nor Jew. A full slave woman, however, can be designated to a slave who guarded from other men and does not need to be freed. Similarly, the Gemara explains that Rebbe Yezer once freed a slave to complete a minion of ten because mitzvah sha'ani. A mitzvah is different and its fulfillment allows freeing a slave. And point me through Rabbah said in Rav's name, HaMakdish Abdo Yatsu Acheres, the one who is Makdish his slave, the slave goes free. He explains, Gufei Lo Kaddish, his body cannot be sanctified, since he's neither fit for a sacrifice nor his building materials. With the Melo Kama, and he did not say that he was being Makdish the value of a slave, so this too was not his intent. Rather, the Lahavi Am Kaddish Kama, he was saying he should become one of the holy nation, the Jews. Rav Yosef quoted Rav differently, HaMafkir Abdo Yatsu Acheres, if one is Mafkir a slave, he goes free. And the Gemara explains that he holds that only if he is Mafkir his slave does he go free? But one who's Makdish his slave, he does not go free because perhaps he meant to be Makdish the value of the slave. Rabba notes his version of Rub is contradicted by Brisa, which teaches that if one is Makdish all his property, the slaves are sold for the benefit of Hektish, but do not go free. The Gemara answers that Rub is considered a Tana and can disagree with Abraisa. So once again, the three points are number one. On the previous daf, the Gemara said the captors take ownership of their captives' labor and can sell them. Rishlakish provides the source. The Torah says, Mehem Tiknu, from among them, referring to the people of Canaan, you may acquire slaves, which teaches Atem Koni Mehem, you may acquire one of them, Lohem Koni Mehem, but they cannot acquire one of you as a slave, Lohem Koni Mize, nor can they acquire one another as a slave. Although they cannot acquire each other's body as ordinary property, they can acquire their labor based on the Kavach Homer. An idolater can even acquire a Jew for his labor, as taught in Kedushin Dafchaf Amadalov, so certainly can acquire another idolater. Although this only proves they can be purchased with money and not through chazaka, such as capture, Rapapa says, Amun and Moav, the lands of Amun and Moav were purified by Sichon. 
Although the Jews were forbidden from conquering the lands of Ammon and Moab, once they were taken by Sichon, the Jews could then conquer it from him, proving that he acquired those lands. Finally, the Gemara proves that an idolater can even acquire a Jew, meaning a Jew slave, who has partial Jewish status, from the following Pasuk, Shavi, and the Kanani king took of them captives, indicating they were owned as his captives. Point number two, the Gemara relates that there was a slave woman in Pumbedisa with whom men were sinning. Abai said, if not for Rabbi Yehuda saying in the name of Shmuel, Komashachra Avdo over Ba'as, anyone who frees a slave transgresses a positive commandment of Wawum Behem Tavodi, you shall work them forever, I would force her master to free her, so she could marry a Jew who would guard her. Ravina said that Rabbi Yehuda would agree to free her in this case, Mishum Mil said the Isur, because of the matter of prohibitions transgressed. Abai, who forbids freeing a slave even to prevent transgressions, is challenged from an incident about a woman who was half slave and half free, whose master was compelled to fear because people were sinning with her. The Gemara answers that in the case of the half slave woman, she could not marry anyone, neither slave nor Jew. A full slave woman, however, can be designated to a slave who will guard it from other men and does not need to be freed. Similarly, the Gemara explains that Rebbe once freed a slave to complete a minion of ten because mitzvah sha'ani. A mitzvah is different and its fulfillment allows freeing a slave. And point with you, Rabbi said in Rav's name, Hamakdish Abdo someone who's Makdish is slave, the slave goes free. He explains Gufei Kadish, his body cannot be sanctified, since he's neither fit for a sacrifice nor his building materials. With the Melokama, and he did not say that he was being Makdish the value of a slave, so this too was not his intent. Rather, the Lahavi Amkadish Kamar, he was saying he should become one of the holy nation, the Jews. Rav Yosef quoted Rav differently. Abdo If one is Mafkir a slave, he goes free. And the Gemara explains that he holds that only if he is Mafkir Mafkir his slave does he go free, but one who's Makdish his slave, he does not go free because perhaps he meant to be Makdish the value of the slave. Rabba notes his version of Rub is contradicted by Brisa, which teaches that if one is Makdish all his property, the slaves are sold for the benefit of Hektish, but do not go free. The Gemara answers that Rub is considered a Tana and can disagree with Brisa. All right, so now we got our simon dafalamet ches, and our standard simon relates to a dabralach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup for the simon, chicken soup. So here goes. The Jew who was acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who were acquired as well was shocked when he saw the promiscuous slave woman belonging to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed simply by her master being Makdishur. Once again, slow motion. The Jew who was acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup, chicken soup, that must more enough the Jew who was acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who were acquired as well. Which reminds us, although idolaters cannot acquire each other's bodies as ordinary property, they can acquire their labor based on the Kavach Homer. An idolater can even acquire a Jew for his labor, as taught in Kedushin Davchaf Amad Olive, so certainly he can acquire another idolater. So the Jew who was acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who were acquired as well was shocked when he saw the promiscuous slave woman belonged to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates that there was a slave woman in Pumpendiso with whom men were sinning. Abaya said, if not for Rabbi Yehuda saying in the name of Shmuel, Avdo over anyone who frees a slave transgresses a positive commandment of Olam Behem Tovodu, you shall work them forever, I would force her master to free her so she could marry a Jew who would guard her. Ravina said the Rabbi Yehuda would agree to free her in this case, Mishum Mil said the Isur because of the matter of prohibitions transgressed. So the Jew who was acquired by an idolater 
to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters were acquired as well. Was shocked when he saw the promiscuous slave woman belonging to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed simply by her master being Makdisha, which reminds us, Rabba said in Rav's name, Hamakdish Avdo Yatsalacheros. Someone is Makdish his slave, the slave goes free. He explains Gufi Lokadish, his body cannot be sanctified since he's neither fit for a sacrifice nor as building materials, but the male Kamra, and he didn't say that he was being Makdish the value of the slave to donate that amount, so this too was not his intent. Rather, he was saying he should become one of the holy nation, the Jews. So once again, the Jew who was acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who were acquired as well was shocked when he saw the promiscuous slave woman belonging to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed simply by her master being Makdishir. Alright, so now it's time for four blah back Chazar. So the Smer is a ladder. So here goes. The adult orphan sitting on green ladders. Ladders? That must be more duff. The adult orphans sitting on green ladders protesting how their apotropsim had divided up their father's estate, which reminds us Shmuel said the Yosomim who are minors who come to divide their father's estate, based on a point to an apotropis for each of them who choose a favorable portion for them. Shmuel concluded when they become adults they can protest the original settlement and demand a new division. Rav Nachman says they cannot deem can makoch basin yafet, for if they can, what good is the power of basin? Rav Nachman is concerned here with protecting the power of basin because in the case of orphans it's a monetary matter. For Basin's power is absolute because of Hefker, Basin, Hefker. So the adult orphan sitting on green ladders protesting how their apotropsy had divided up their father's estate heard a man down below express relief when the shlich returned with his wife's get because she said to come the next day. Which reminds the Murwaites that Gidubar Uli sent a get to his wife with the shlich. His wife told the shlich to come back the next day and when the shlich reported this to Gidu, he exclaimed, Baruch HaTov Bahametiv, Blessed is he who is good and does good. Abai said that although he demonstrated his relief that the get was not delivered, the get is not void and the shlich may give the get. Rabbi said the get is void. The Gemara explains that Abayah holds Gilead to begin to love Milsi. A show of intent is not significant enough to avoid a get, and Rabba holds it is. So the adult orphan sitting on green ladders protesting how their apotropsim had divided up their father's estate, heard a man down below express relief when his shaliach returned with his wife's get because she said to come the next day, and saw that the get would have been valid because it included all five of the man's name. Which reminds us, Roman Gamliel Hazakin decreed that one must write Plony and every name that he has and do the same for his wife as well as their cities. The decree was Mipnei Tikino Olam for societal benefit because people who know one of the parties by a different name will think she's not divorced and their subsequent children are Mamzerim. Daf Hamid Hay. So the symbol for Daf Hamid Hay is a children's choir singing La La La. So here goes. After the cute little children's choir, children's choir, that must be more Daf Hamid Hay. A children's choir singing La La La. After the cute little children's choir in the green outfit sang the Wild Manas Don't Swear song while reenacting the accidental baking of a gold dinner and bread and the sudden death of a child, which reminds us on the previous stuff the Mishnah taught the basin refrained from allowing an almana to swear before collecting her ksuba that it wasn't prepaid until Ram Gamliel decreed that the almana vows whatever the Yosomim wish and collects her ksuba. The Gemara relates the incident that led to this. A man once deposited a gold dinar with an almana who later accidentally baked it into bread and gave it to a poor person. When she couldn't find it, she swore to the lender that one of her children should die if she benefited at all from it, and subsequently a child died. The more explains that an almana who toils to care for the orphans is more likely to rationalize swearing falsely that she is not collected, feeling entitled to payment for her efforts. So, 
After the cute little children's choir in their green outfits sang the Wild Manas Don't Swear song while reenacting the accidental baking of a gold dinner and bread and the sudden death of a child, a boy sang a solo pretending to be a remarried Almana vowing to the orphans to collect her ksuba, which reminds us, Rapuna says, that an Almana vows to the Yasomim only if she is not remarried, but if she remarried, we do not have her vow, and she cannot cut her ksuba. The vow does not prove anything because her second husband can revoke it, as opposed to a vow before marriage, which she cannot revoke. Rav Nachman argues and says, she may vow to collect even after she's remarried because the vow is made publicly in front of ten people and he holds that a netter made publicly cannot be revoked by the husband. So, after the cute little children's choir in their green outfits sang the Wild Manas Don't Swear song while reenacting the accidental baking of a gold dinner and bread and the sudden death of a child, a boy sang a soul pretending to be a remarried Almana vowing to the orphans to collect her ksuba, who then details all the circumstances of the netter to get a heter from a chokhem, which reminds us, we have one must detail a netter for a chokhem setter. On one hand, sometimes the person might cut out some of the details of his account and the heter will be invalid. On the other hand, Rapapa says one must detail his netter to a chokhem, which reminds the isura, because a netter may have been to prevent a prohibited matter, such as our case of potential theft. It's therefore critical that the chokhem is informed about the cause of the netter. So the simmer Dafram Vav is a lulav. So here goes. The two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that look like lulavim, lulavim, that must be round off Lamed Vav, lulav. The two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that look like lulavim to sign on a get because of Tikkun Olam, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Lamed Dalad Amabesa taught that aiding sign on a get for Tikkun Olam. The Gemara objects that it's a derisive requirement to sign all documents. Rabbi answers that the Tanz Rabbi Lazu holds Edi Masiri Karti, and signatures are never biblically required, and the Pasuk's only giving advice. The rabbis institute that Edim sign on a get because sometimes the Edim to delivery will die, or sometimes they'll travel abroad, leaving her unable to prove she was divorced. Signing the get provides her with proof of divorce. Rabbi Yosef says that the Tanakh can be Rabbi Meir, who requires signing biblically. Still, this derisive requirement is satisfied without writing their names, and they decree that witnesses should write their names when signing Gittin. So, the two witnesses who proudly use large exotic green quills that look like loving to sign on a get because of Tikkun Olam, and then use them to fill in their proofs bowls, which reminds us, a Mishnah teaches the background of Hillel Zakan's enacting Prusbol. He saw that people resisted lending each other, fearing that the loan would be cancelled by Shemitah and thus violated the commandment of refraining to lend money. So the two witnesses who probably used large exotic green quills that looked like loving to sign on a get because of Tikkun Olam, and then use them to fill in their Prusbols, were shocked and dismayed when they heard Basin declare them Hafker, making them Hafker, which reminds us, Rav explains that Prusbol is effective even according to the opinion that Shemitah nowadays cancel loans because biblically, Hefker Basin Hefker. What Basin declares onerous is actually onerous. Two different sources for Hefker Basin Hefker are broad. Daf Lamed Zayn. So the simmer Daf Lamed Zayn is laser tag. So here goes. The Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses two types of loans that are not canceled by Shemitah. Rabbi Yochan and Rishakish hold that a loan in a Shtar Achrayis is not canceled by Shemitah because the payment is considered already in possession of the lender. And a Malves Chavero Malos Al-Mashkam, one who lends his friend money on collateral, does not relinquish the loan in Shemitah. Rav explains that a lender acquires a movable collateral considering the payment in his possession. So, the Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at Borwas with loan documents, not canceled by Shemitah, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, 
Even so, I wish to pay, which reminds us. A different mission in Shvi's states regarding a borrower repaying a debt canceled by Shemitah, the creditor must say to him, I'm relinquishing the debt. And if the debtor said, even so, I wish to pay, he may accept the money from him, as it says, the Zed Dvar HaShemitah. And this is the matter of relinquishment. Dvar is darshaned as speaking, Dibor teaching, that the creditor must verbalize the relinquishment before accepting payment. So the Balkhov shooting his green laser tag gun at borrowers with loan documents, not cancelled by Shemitah, was happy to put down his gun and say, I'm relinquishing the debt to a borrower who approached him to repay, who then responded, even so, I wish to pay, and then gave a laser tag vest and gun to a captive slave who had been ransomed to be a free man and told him, enjoy these. You're a free man, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Evich Nishba Ufadau, a slave who was taken captive and other Jews ransomed him. Imushum Evid if they ransom him to be a slave, he's enslaved. Imushu ben Chorin will if they ransom him. To be a free man, he's not enslaved. Rabbi Mishimangamio says that in either case he returns to enslavement. Two different Pshatim are given for this Mishnah. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of ten questions. Number one. Which stuff do we wear in the background behind Hila Hazakin's enactment of Prus Bowl? That's on Duff. Good number two. Which stuff thing when an idolater can acquire another idolater and a Jew for their labor? That's on Duff. Good number three. Which stuff do we discuss the status of a captive slave who was ransomed by others? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which stuff do we have the incident of the Amana swearing that led to Basin refraining from making a widow swear before collecting her ksuba? That's on Duff. Ahmed Hay. Good number five. Which stuff do you have when one is Makdisha's slave if the slave goes free? That's on Dav. Ahmed Ches. Good number six. Which stuff do we have if the husband voided the get in front of Basin and not in his wife's presence, whether the get is battle or not? That's on Dav. Ahmed Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have two different sources brought for the concept of Hefker based in Hefker? That's on Dav. Ahmed Vav. Good number eight. Which thing that the two loans which are not cancelled by Shemitah are Shtarsh Yeshbo Achrais Vahamalva Amalos? That's on Duff. Ahmed Zayn. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have the prohibition to free a slave in the exception for Isser? For example, the case of the promiscuous slave woman. That's on Duff. Ahmed Ches. Good number ten. Which stuff do we have Mokokos if one must detail another for a Chacham's Hatter? That's on Duff. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody from Goldham Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.